The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant, 7 to 10 a.m. Now it's the time for us to go into our guest presenter. Who is he? It's Abi Mukhotsane, who is the Managing Executive of Brand Communications and Sponsorships at Vodacom. He oversees the brand across South Africa, Lesotho, Mozambique, Tanzania, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We'll be talking to him in the next 50-odd minutes, and it promises to be fascinating. But how do we start? We like to start with his choice song, and this is it. That's the choice of A.B. Mukwatsane, and he is our guest presenter today, Managing Executive of Brand Communications and Sponsorships at Vodacom. He's also, and historically, was the CEO of Ogilvy South Africa. So this is a marketing man, but he's a marketing man with purpose, and we're going to find out more. A.B., thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. I, I guess everyone is awake now after that song. Well, that's, you know, we have to say, we always, it's always interesting for us to say, okay, why do they choose this song, that song, what the case may be? And then I'm like, is it the lyrics? Is it the sound? Is it the rhythm? Is it the beats? And of course, maybe I'm scared of you. And then I'm like thinking, well, who's he really scared of? You know? <laughs> well, you know, that song is, it, it just, it reminds me of my mom. It's my mother huh. and my song. Yeah. Uh, so every wedding, every family celebration, when that song comes on, uh, that's the song that we jam to. You know, we open the floor. So to speak. <laughs> we just love it. Ab, tell us a little bit about your mom because we're going to talk about your grandmother. So it seems that the women in your life, uh, historically, certainly, are women that are very powerful and have made a difference. Tell us about that. Yeah, without a doubt, the the women in my life have been incre- you know, extremely influential. Yeah. In the way that I think about my values, my behavior, the things that I hold important to me. Um, my mom is a single child. Um, she was born to my grandmother and my, and my grandfather. Um, and my mother really taught me about humility. You know, I, I grew up in, in a township north of Pretoria called Mabopani. Yes. Um, and in fact, the first place we, I was born was in a place called Winterfeld. And we had a shop yes. in Winterfeld. Um, the other name for Winterfeld is Gandalf. And um, we had a you know, general dealer, and we basically grew up in the shop. I mean, back in those days, we literally used to live at the back of the shop. Um, so I certainly had a lot of exposure to the day-to-day operations of the store. And one of the things that used to amaze me is, back in the day, there always used to be you know, people with mental illness in the townships. They didn't have any way to go. They would just land up on the street. You know, yeah. There were no institutions that would look after them. And every now and then, um, someone who I could clearly see even as a child was not like other people, they would come into the store and ask for my mother. And my mother would spend hours talking to people that really just didn't look like other people. They weren't spending money. They weren't, you know, getting on with their lives. They were just really just engaging her. And And I couldn't understand why she would spend so much time with, these individuals that were just coming off the street and literally just chatting to her. And that really taught me the value of relationships and humility 
and treating people with respect. And that's something mm-hmm. that I've, I've carried with me all these years. You know, Abi, you're talking about so much about the concept of empathy, and this is something that comes up as a golden thread through so much of the stuff that we do here on the show, is yeah. how critical empathy is. So even if you are an author, what you do is you teach us to walk in other people's shoes and maybe yeah. to walk bare feet or barefoot as they would do it themselves. How have you used empathy as you have moved in your life? I mean, particularly in a space which is often considered to be so, so, I suppose one could say, just purely based on profit above people, which is the marketing world. Yeah. Well, my 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 really strongly held belief ever since I was young, even though mm. I just told you about growing up in the store, yeah. is I used to notice how... Um, the the businessman with the suit uh, would buy bread and chips, but so too with the guy that was washing the cars outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I realized that actually there are certain drivers and there are certain reasons why these two very different individuals are buying the same thing. Mm. Um, and and from an early age, I always believed that you know you really need to start with the cu- the customer and understand what they're thinking and what they're going through. Um, and you, you can only be successful if you're able to change their perception and inspire them into action by understanding who they are and where they're coming from. So I've always, you know, my starting point even now with my team and throughout my career has always been get a better understanding of who you're talking to because that is the only starting point of influence. Yeah. So naturally, I believe that you know, why marketing has been about selling and selling and selling more, its starting point is really about understanding people and being empathetic. And certainly everything that we design is really that as a, as a, as a starting point. You know, you're talking about purpose in many ways. And I did hear an interview with you where, I don't know if I've heard one, I mean, I heard one and I read one as well, but you spoke about how critical purpose has been for you. Talk to us about purpose for you as an individual, but also purpose for you as the managing executive of uh, Vodacom, one of the major, major telecom uh, organizations in the country and on the, and, and on the continent. Yeah, purpose is, you know, it's really one of the ways that you can save yourself time. <laughs> it's when you, when you have an understanding of what you are meant to do on this planet, in this universe, in this particular time scale we're in, it really just helps you clarify the decisions you need to make and things you need to do. But it also really helps you understand how to get through the tough times because the tough times will come. And it's in those dark times in your life where you really need to understand the reason why. You know, um, Simon Sinek wrote this book about how great people and organizations know what to do. Mm. Um, and even better one know um, how to do it. Yeah. But the best people and the most driven people and organizations know the why. Um, and my personal purpose is really to unlock the leadership potential in others. And in particular, women. Um, and, and I find that is such a driver for me in everything that I do. I truly believe that everyone's got their own leadership potential. You know, I, I used to realize that the driver at, at work, where I used to work, was a, was a pastor um, at home. Um, the football coach that used to be at our school um, in his home environment was a leader of an NGO. 
So we mm. all have leadership capability in us. We may not present it in that particular environment in which we're in. And that insight was really just breathtaking for me because then I just set myself on this path to say, how can I unlock the leadership potential in people? Because if I can do that, I can make the world a better place. And it's something I, I, I definitely enjoy. I want to stick with that idea, the idea of leadership, the what, how, and the why, a little bit further. And the reason that, that I do is because the term leadership has been swung around like a cat in a small room for uh, <laughs> quite a while now. and. Yeah. And yet, I think if we tease it apart, it can be quite a profound concept, which maybe the word leadership has lost. Tell us a little bit about that profundity, if one wants to call it that. You know, I, I, as I said, I mean, I really believe that all of us have this capacity to lead. Mm. And often, if you think about it, if you just look around you, what, what we are suffering from is really a leadership deficit the world over. Um, a lot of the institutions that people used to trust and believe in, governments, banks, the church, the corporate environment, those have really fallen flat in the face of the adversity and the challenges that we face as a world today. Mm. People are no longer looking to those institutions for the leadership because they have failed them. And I, and I, and I, I can only come back to the leadership deficit that we face in looking externally can be addressed by what we can do if we look internally within us. If we all truly believe that what it is to be a leader is to be able to have the courage of your convictions and to be able to be of service to other people, individually, in our own sphere of influence, we can begin to change the world from the inside out. And that's where we should be going. So in my sense, those are the two big concepts of leadership. It's courage and be of service. And I think if we can find that within us, we can really create a, a much more fruitful environment for our children to grow up in. We're going to go to a break and come out with your second choice song as the guest presenter. And then we're going to go back to something you noted on, which was the relationship or the opportunities for women of color within the industry and your focus on that. Our guest is Abi Mokwatsane. SFM, playing the music you want to hear. Great choice of song there, Sipo Hotsticks, Mabusa and Burnout. And of course, that's the choice of our guest presenter, Abi Mukwatsane, who is the Managing Executive of Brand Communications and Sponsorship at Vodacom. Abi, do you ever yeah. suffer burnout? Of course you have to ask that question. It's <laughs> yeah. like someone who's like an overachiever of note. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do sometimes. I mean, there are times when I really just can't do anything. You know, I'm one of those people that when I rest, I just shut down. I, yeah. I leave my phone. I, I literally disappear from the world because I, I really can't handle any more stimulus. But I found that, um, you know, exercise has really yeah. been a saving grace for me. So, I mean, I'm doing uh, something almost every day, not as intense as I, I did Ironman last year. Um, but I certainly have managed to, to keep my exercise going, and it's, it's, been, a, it's been a godsend. Um, so that's helped me out quite a bit. But I do need to call it, uh, I need to call a, a tap out every now and then and do absolutely nothing. 
I'm always interested in how overachievers are able to deal with their kind of overachieving by exercising. And I totally get that. I mean, it's the one (laughs) space where you can just breathe out a little bit for sure. So I want to just ask you, we've got a rather interesting question from one of our listeners saying, great interview. But what happens basically if you are not interested in being a leader, but you want to be a happy, productive follower? What's the advice that you can give to a happy, productive follower? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that it sounds counterintuitive, but even as a follower, you can be a leader because leaders also recognize at times that they need to let somebody else take the leadership position. They need to let someone else, you know, make the courageous decisions and be a really good follower. And I think that's, that's also the humility that comes from leadership. Just because you're a leader doesn't necessarily mean you're the one that's out front all the time. In fact, there's been great yeah. text and context written about leading from behind. Oh, leading from behind, And yeah. leading through other people. Um, and, you know, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's absolutely true. Sometimes the bravest thing and the most courageous thing a leader can do is to really let somebody else take the lead um, yeah. for whatever context they're in. All I'm saying is to you is don't ever believe that you do, not, you do not have any leadership capacity in you. Because in some part of your life, you're a leader. You may not even recognize it as that, but you yeah. are. Whether it's at family, with your kids, or in your church environment, or just in your small work group, wherever it may be, you can find that capacity in yourself. Yeah. Abi, you have come up with the idea of a new, um, it's a bursary. It's named after your late grandmother. And it focuses on many ways around GBV. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, I, I have really two inspirations in in coming up with that bursary. The first is that I've always had the woman in my life, even within my corporate life, have been the most instrumental in giving me the career progression that I've had. Yeah. Jackie Connelly at SAB, Nuno and Chingila um, at Ogilvy and Mather, um, Terry Sutherland at DWV. These are all individuals that have been able to just give me that leg up, give yeah. me that opportunity. And I, when I started in the industry, in the advertising and marketing industry, there were four CEOs of major advertising companies. Um, And, you know, it was a really good time. I felt that the industry was doing well, it was booming, it was growing, it was expanding. And now there aren't any. Hmm. So, so, you know, that that for me is is a real issue. And I think within the field of marketing, women are so much more effective in this field as being leaders in this industry because, as, you, as we spoke about later, earlier, empathy comes so naturally, much more naturally to women than it does to men. And in my industry, that's exactly what we need. We need to be listeners. We need to be empathetic. We need to understand where people are coming from in order to influence and lead them. Yeah. So I've always had that kind of context brewing inside me, and I needed to do something about it. And when my, my grandmother passed away, um, in June this year, I just thought, you know, here's a really good opportunity to 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 do something. And and to be honest with you, I didn't really know what it was. Um, and then at work, we were doing um, a gender-based violence campaign, and our focus was be the light. And we were looking for men within the Vodacom environment to stand up and make statements around how they're supporting the fight against gender-based violence. Yeah. And one of my friends called me out, and she said, "But you're just making a statement. There's nothing you're doing." Hmm. Are you happy with that? And I was like, oh, my word, you are so right. 
And really everything came together and I was like, I'm going to put my my money where my mouth is and I'm going to start a bursary named after my grandmother to find um, uh, uh, the next marketing uh, guru in the industry and it has to be a black woman. Um, And that is in my part to make sure that I can address the imbalance in the industry. And also my core belief that one of the ways that we can fight gender-based violence is the economic empowerment of women. I'm not saying it's the only solution, but I'm just saying when women are economically empowered, they are much better able to stand up against the vagaries and find options and solutions um, that were otherwise not found if they they don't have that economic um, um, bedrock to be on. So I believe that I, I I can make a small difference in my own little way. So we have to go to sports now, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about gender-based violence. And your first guest is, in fact, someone who's a fighter for the cause um, and will tell us more about that as well. But the question that I'm putting, and it's something that was raised by our producer earlier, is this idea is that it feels as though nothing is changing when it comes to gender-based violence, that we listen to the news and it's just another story that comes up. And I suppose as marketing people, we'd love to know from you and your first guest how we make that change. It's 9.30. It's time for our sporting guru, Zykon. The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown. I'm Michelle Constant, and we're with you till 10 o'clock today. Don't forget, after 10, the lovely KG with Seasons, and she'll keep you well going with great music until 1 o'clock. Our guest presenter today is Abi Mukwatsane, and we're talking about uh, the impact one can have with regards to fighting against gender-based violence. Abi, you noted that uh, for you, part of doing the bursary that we were talking about earlier was because you believe that economic emancipation can go a long way to the fight against GBV. Is that that the angle? I mean, it seems to be, but it doesn't seem to be necessarily that we are able to shift and change things. Yeah, Michelle, I I think even one case of gender-based violence is too much. Yep, I agree. And, and, you know, I, I, I... I have almost um, resigned myself to really believing that if I want to see and make a change, I've got to take it personally and do something within my power One step and my influence. Yep. Uh, it, because if we, keep, if we keep externalizing the problem, um, and I'm talking in particular as a man, yeah. um, I believe I'm never going to make any difference. So that's, that's really what inspired me to, 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 to do the bursary and really inspires me to do the work that I do in my other spheres of influence. I believe that change starts with us, starts with me right now. Um, and that's, that's, only, you know, that's the only change I can, I can hope to make. It keeps taking us back, of course, to the starfish approach, which is that you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yes. Yeah. So your first guest, um, Taki Nechetenze, is the uh, chief officer for corporate affairs at Vodacom, but she's also the head of the Vodacom GBV Command Center. It sounds impressive. It sounds like it could make a difference. Taki, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Michelle um, and, and AB, my, my colleague. Uh, Michelle, I am the, I'm not the head of the GBV Command Center. I am the head of the Vodacom Foundation. Thank you. Oh, the Vodacom, oh, my apologies. I have it here in my notes as the Vodacom mm-hmm. GBV Command Center. My apologies. 
Talk to us about the work that the Vodacom Foundation is able to do. I mean, in many ways, Taki, what you're doing is um, taking the, I suppose, the above the line to below the line, but often the below the line is the most important space of all because that's the social line. Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Michelle. Uh, there is a lot uh, that we do uh, as the Vodacom Foundation uh, in the GBV uh, space, and this is part of our gender uh, empowerment uh, program. Yeah. So the, the, the Vodacom Foundation uh, gender-based violence program has uh, three pillars. Uh, it's our prevention, uh, response, and uh, victim support. And for each pillar, uh, we endeavor to use uh, technology and yes. this is because uh, Vodacom is a technology company, so we have to leverage uh, the technological innovations of the company, you know, to transform our society. So uh, let me start with uh, prevention. Uh, I personally uh, believe that uh, most of the efforts on gender-based violence have to be put on prevention hmm. because yeah. uh, law enforcement uh, comes after the fact. And by that time... Uh, the, the damage uh, is already done, uh, and uh, in certain instances, uh, it is irreversible. Uh, firstly, uh, we need to address, Michelle, uh, societal stereotypes that promote uh, patriarchy. Until we do that, uh, we will not be able to eradicate uh, gender-based uh, violence. So um, in, in Vodacom, uh, we, we host uh, seminars and uh, webinars for the Vodacom staff, and we also bring uh, gender experts and uh, victims uh, of gender-based violence to share their perspectives. Yeah. And we also participate uh, in webinars uh, and seminars that are hosted by, by our partners. And it is important for us to bring uh, these uh, partners uh, because we are not experts uh, in gender-based violence. Uh, we are experts uh, in technology. So to Absolutely. bring our yeah. partners helps us you know, to, to get the experts uh, to reach out to our staff and to to society. And we also include men uh, to be at the forefront. In fact, uh, AB uh, is one of our ambassadors uh, for the Be The Light uh, campaign. And uh, the reason why uh, we encourage men to be at the forefront of the fight uh, against gender-based violence is because uh, the majority of perpetrators uh, of gender-based violence are men. And uh, the majority uh, of the victims are are actually women and, uh, and children. So it is important uh, to have men or good men, you know, to lead uh, the fight so that they serve as inspiration to, to other men. And not all men are bad. Uh, they are good men. So it's important for good men uh, to, to, to actually uh, send uh, positive uh, messaging. But uh, the, the highlight uh, of our 16 days uh, and prevention campaign uh, this year, uh, Michelle, yeah. is the launch of uh, an app uh, called uh, Bright Sky South Africa. So we are now introducing technology into our prevention uh, pillar. And this is mainly uh, an awareness tool uh, to support uh, prevention. Uh, The app has uh, a suite of services uh, for the users to navigate and to learn more about uh, gender-based violence, you know, at the comfort of their homes or anywhere. And uh, the app uh, helps uh, the users uh, to, to know how to protect themselves uh, their families uh, and friends and, and, and colleagues uh, from uh, the, the abusers or potential uh, abusers. Uh, the first service uh, of the app is a questionnaire, uh, which for me is very uh, phenomenal. Uh, it, uh, once you answer the questions, the 12 questions uh, in the questionnaire, 
you will be able to discern uh, if you are in an abusive or risky hmm. relationship. Absolutely. Because uh, most people are in abusive relationships, but they do not know. They are not even aware that they are in, in abusive relationships because, you know, some of the, the, the wrong behavior, you know, in society has been uh, normalized. Yeah. Uh, the app uh, also has uh, a directory of um, uh, emergency services and a journal uh, to keep or to record uh, abusive incidents hmm. in order to assist uh, with uh, law enforcement. I believe, as I said, it's a powerful tool to create awareness. But uh, I'm not going to share more detail about this because we are launching the app uh, on Thursday. <laughs> we will give I was uh, actually more details just... uh, at, 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 at the lodge. So. Please uh, watch this space. We will, because I must say, as you were speaking, I'm just going on to the app store and I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, I'm like, where is this app? We have to have a good look at it while we talk. So I'm going to yeah. put a question to both of you, because I, I think, Tucky, you've raised some very interesting points. The one you spoke about, the patriarchy stereotyping and the stereotypes of patriarchy, but you also spoke about positive messaging. And... In many ways, Taki, you are talking to what needs to be done. In other ways, ABU, as the marketing um, person of Vodacom, may sometimes in your work, and I say this very carefully, may sometimes be putting out stereotypes that are inappropriate. And I wondered, do you take great care as an organization that those stereotypes are broken down even in your above-the-line marketing and publicity. Ab, I'll start with you. We we absolutely do, Michelle. Okay. And in fact, you know, I spoke about the woman in my corporate environment who really given me huge opportunities. Ducky appointed me onto the foundation board. Yeah. And Ducky's really been the consciousness of our business, uh, I find, in a short time that I've been there. Um, most of us, as from a leadership perspective, are really speaking with a sense of consciousness around what we're doing. And mm. it's certainly filtered into the marketing environment. We are very careful in our advertising. And advertising is a huge influencer of culture. Absolutely. To make sure that we, we, we don't stereotype roles, that we, that we challenge perceptions about what is normal so that we can change what people feel is a normalized environment. So it's certainly something we apply. And if you look at Vodacom advertising, over the past 24 months, you will see us featuring um, gay couples. You'll see us featuring people with disabilities. Uh, you'll see us changing the mm-hmm. leadership roles in advertising that were typically associated with men to women. We're yeah. really changing the perception that people have of what you know, society is structured as. And we believe that it's part of our fundamental role as a brand. Yeah. It does talk, and Taki, I'll take the question further to you, to this idea of a holistic brand and how one has to feed. We talked about a golden thread earlier on in the show. One has to feed a golden thread in almost a 360-degree process internally and externally as well. Taki, is that really the process that you feel is part of your job? Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Michelle, the reason why uh, we host our seminars and webinars is to encourage uh, our staff uh, to talk about uh, gender-based violence and mainly to address uh, the stereotypes. And as I mentioned, uh, the reasons why uh, we bring uh, partners who are experts uh, in gender and gender-based violence is because, uh, as Vodacom has said, we are not uh, you know, experts uh, in gender-based uh, violence. And therefore, bringing uh, these experts help us to ensure that we have the right people who are able you know, to tell us 
you know, more about gender-based violence so that we send uh, the right uh, messaging. So uh, some of the partners uh, that we bring, if I may just share with you, is, uh, you know, uh, uh, colleagues from the, 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 the Gender Commission, yes. uh, uh, Mr. Porter, uh, who is uh, a gender activist uh, himself. Uh, we also uh, have uh, the Nelson Mandela uh, Foundation, Brilliant. you know, uh, which uh, embrace uh, the values of uh, human rights and, and human uh, dignity and, you know, driven uh, by the spirit uh, of the old man, Mr. Nelson Mandela, you know, to ensure that uh, women are, are empowered. So we always draw, you know, from the various, you know, uh, sources of expertise. We also work with uh, uh, NGOs such as uh, Power, uh, Wemaka, uh, and you list them, uh, Memeza. And this is because we say we cannot fight gender-based violence uh, alone. Uh, in order to fight gender-based violence, you need a partnership. You need partnership between our mm, government, exactly. our civil society, and exactly. our business. Yeah. And each one of us has to bring our own area of expertise into this partnership. That's very important. I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in the concept of partnerships and I think that it talks to the idea of shared value so I was delighted when I saw that there was a tweet from Tiki Barnard who saying that she is delighted and she's happy that we're chatting to one of the shared value advocates, Abi. and I wonder if briefly you could just flag that for our listeners like how does shared value really work in an organisation like Vodacom? Is it really people first, profit, profit later? Are you able to turn it into a perfect, um, I suppose one could call it a virtuous circle? Yeah, we, we've proven that we can. And shared value as a concept is really around uh, being a profitable and successful business while simultaneously creating added value for society in which we operate. Yeah. It's really about turning um, organizations into social activists. Um, <laughs> To Ducky's point, what we've brought is we as a technology company have used technology to challenge society's most pressing problems. We've just spoken now about gender-based violence. We are using our technological platform, our support of the Gender-Based Violence Command Center, to make sure that we can use technology to connect uh, victims of gender-based violence um, to help, but also to make sure that we can create an impact in the prevention against gender-based violence. So... It's something that drives our organization. We are a purpose-led organization with a purpose to connect people to a better future. Um, And everything that we do is really filtering through that particular purpose and bringing that to life. It inspires what we do in marketing. It inspires what we do in terms of our business strategy and inspires in terms of what we do even internally. Uh, And I've been, um, and Taki and myself have been really honored to be part of the engine of that shared value drive within the organization. We have to say goodbye to you, Takalani Nechetenje, who is the Chief Officer for Corporate Affairs at Vodacom, simply because we do need to go to AB's second guest and to a break. But I want to say thank you very much for some quite uh, insightful opportunities that you are demonstrating to us that come out of a space like Vodacom. It's 10 to 10. The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown. 10 to 10 you are with the Jet Set Breakfast and uh, we have 10 more minutes with our guest presenter. Wow, Wow. it goes fast, eh, Amy? (laughs) (laughs) People are always so like, oh, an hour, that's amazing. And then you just realize, one minute you're in there and the next minute you're out. So, Amy, 
I'm always intrigued by the choice of guests that people choose. Like <laughs> your, Takalani, who you've just had on the show, I can get it. She's your colleague at work and she's driving a very important mission. Your yes. next guest, Sharice King, is a life coach and she's a Reiki healing master. And then I'm going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Taki did speak about partnerships and um, this is certainly one of, one of, you know, for me, one of my most fruitful partnerships. And, yeah. you know, I, I just think, you know, as, as an individual and as society, um, we, 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 we often underestimate the, the impact of mental illness yeah. and, the, and, the, and, the, and the need for <clears throat> mental agility. You know, we focus on our physical strength. We focus on going to study to get stronger. But we don't really think about ourselves as emotional, spiritual beings. Yes, and what I find uh, really, you know, really impactful about what Cherise does as a life coach and a, and a healer is that she's able to focus on you and on an individual level and help you through that. And she's certainly done it, done that for me as a friend. Uh, yeah. And obviously, she's, you know, that's 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 her role and that's what she's doing in society. So I just thought it was really um, important to bring her on and get her to speak about that. Cherise, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks, Avi. So I, I want to ask you, some of our listeners may not know what Reiki is. Perhaps you can describe what it means to be a Reiki healing master. What do you do? Okay. Um, well, Reiki is basically an ancient, yet really simple healing technique. Um, yeah. It's been found to produce really great results um, via gentle touch and positive mindset. It's a basic energy transfer. So as a Reiki master or practitioner, you um, are then trained to pass through really positive energy to your client or patient. You know, you've raised um, something important. AB, you raised it as well. And I think given where we are in 2020 and what we've gone through in this last mm -hmm. year, and certainly where we will be going in 2021, which does not look like the brightest light of a year, how important is mental health and how do we deal with the challenges of anxiety, stress, deep depression with the kinds of thinking that you have, Sharice? Thanks, Michelle. Um, well, I have a company called Kingston Wall Holistic Coaching. Okay, mm. So we offer services like Reiki Energy Healing, transform Transformational and Life Coaching, as well as Alternative Leadership Mastery, and that's our corporate leg. Yeah. With regards to gender-based violence and obviously looking at mental illness, it's really vital and important that we raise awareness around self-mastery. I think at the moment, the entire world is going through a really consciousness movement. There's a huge consciousness shift. Mm -hmm. And this is why gender-based violence is increasing. It's not increasing to terrorize everyone, but it's increasing to raise the awareness on the things that we need to heal as individuals. Okay, so many of us, um, you know, black and white, uh, old and young, we've all developed some level of trauma as children. Okay, yeah. and we know that fear is the direct result of trauma. Okay, so if fear is the underlying cause for both the masculine and our feminine, it is also the main one of the main root causes for most mental illnesses. So I think our job, Michelle and, and, and um, AB and the, the Vodacoms of this world is to really raise awareness around focusing on self-mastery, self-healing, 
and really removing this um, stigma around, um, you know, feeling really embarrassed if you have a therapist or feeling really embarrassed if you need coaching services. I think now, you know, better than any time in 2020, we have this huge need to really focus on ourselves, focus on how we can become better people, understanding if we do have mental illnesses or if we do have a mental issue like anxiety, we can then go seek a professional or a Reiki master who will then help us through that process of healing the underlying cause of that anxiety. Because remember, as much as I really respect our medical industry, our medical industries don't provide support for the underlying cause of that anxiety. So yes, we all can go to all of these seminars or we can read about gender-based violence, but are we really addressing the root cause of mm. GBV, which is, which is a mental illness caused by fear, which involves a process of lack of empowerment. So what coaching does and what Reiki does or any coaching professional or any therapist, they will then take you on a journey to raise your empowerment levels um, yeah. Sharice yeah. King, specializing in mental health and Reiki healing. You know, AB, we have a few minutes left and I'm worried that we miss out on the closing. So what I wanted to just ask you is, I think Sharice is raising some interesting points and they're, they're points of fear, they're points of depression, all of yeah. which has been exacerbated in many ways by COVID-19, the pandemic, its long tail, yeah. the economic crisis that is leveraged into it. How do you deal with those kinds of things? How do you deal with fear? How do you deal with depression? How do you deal with an anxiety that you may not be able to resolve major issues like GBV or even resolve issues that your staff may come up? You know, I I have found that actually talking about the anxieties and the fears that I have with people that are close to me is really helpful. Because what happens is when you have someone that's close to you that can really call you out on whatever uh, perceptions you have mm-hmm. or misperceptions you may have about yourself mm-hmm. is that it really allows you to be introspective. Um, for a long time in my life, um, I never dealt with my own motivations and internally what's going on inside me. And I think that that reflection has been something that's really helped me unpack and understand the source of my anxiety and my fear. And once I've understood the source, I'm able to go to the source and really fix it at that point. And that's really helped me. Um, and it's really reflection more than anything. You know, I'm so busy. I'm, I'm always kind of up and going that, that one of the things that I've, I haven't done is I haven't been reflective enough about my own motivations and where things come from from within me. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, Michelle, that I wish I could be on the show and speak about that I do well is meditation. And I don't. Um, yeah. Certainly one of the things that I'm going to undertake is is really be able to meditate. And I think that's going to give me a great deal of help going forward. So as you move forward, we're going to challenge you to become a good meditator. What do you think is required to do that? And how are you going to take the challenge forward? So I, I've, I've done my research. <laughs> good for and, you. And, um, you know, I really want to do this. And, and there's some really useful apps. Um, and breathing techniques. And that's where it starts. You know, I've always thought that meditation, oh my word, I'm going to be here for three hours um, <laughs> thinking about nothing. Um, 
And that's not really the point. I think it starts with just a simple five minutes breathing exercise. And I'm going to start small, like, like everything in life. Start yeah. small and you'll eventually get there. That's what I'm going to do. So in closing, Abi, it's been wonderful talking to you. We always like to ask people to give us your positive view. As I've said, 2021 feels very terrifying and quite, yeah. certainly for me, I feel quite fearful for it. What is your positive view of South Africa as we move forward? I think that there's a new level of consciousness that um, has really kind of come down to all South Africans. And that level of consciousness is we are in this together. Mm-hmm. I think South African as a, South Africa as a society has always had this sense of Ubuntu uh, and this joint responsibility to each other. But I think that what COVID has done is that it's really brought that home. Um, this illness and this sickness is not something that uh, chooses you because of your race, your gender, your income level. It, it does not discriminate. And it certainly raised that level of consciousness amongst us. And I, I, I'm hoping that we can take that level of consciousness and be individually the changes that we need to see in society and do that together. Uh, and I think that, is, that can only bode well. We are in for a very tough time in the next 24 months, I'd say. I think we're going to go into an economic crisis. And the only way to go through that is, is together and to be the change that we want to see as individuals. So that's my positive spin on this thing. Abi Mokwatsane, thank you for joining us as the guest presenter on the Jet Set Breakfast. It's just gone 10 o'clock. It's no longer good morning. It's now. Goodbye.